Pastor Moore's coming. Lord, bless him. Everybody say, bless him, Lord. Jump on him, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Praise Isn't it great God. to be here on this Wednesday night to give thanks and praise to none other but the Lord. It's good to see each one of you on a Wednesday night. Faithfulness and commitment to come, and uh, even though you've already been busy, maybe running, running that last mile. <laughs> Feel like you're on that last leg tonight, and last little bit of energy. But thank God we can use it for the kingdom, and use it for the Lord Jesus Christ. That there's a pull of being at the house of God. Hebrews six one and two. We'll start with tonight. Hebrews six one and two. I thought we was about through with this, and we're getting close. I think this will wind up maybe about five verses after this, these two here, and so God help us. We should get it before the year's out. Well, maybe not. Well, look, we'll try. Amen. I, I don't have all the Wednesday nights, I don't think, so we'll have to, that, that's going to cause a little. But anyway, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrines of baptism and of laying on of the hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Things that need to be settled and anchored and you shouldn't even have to go back and look at and shouldn't even be a de debate or discussion in your own heart or minds of your walk with God. Amen. He's simply telling us, the Hebrew writer here in this sixth chapter, amen, it's time to, to mature. It's time to grow up. And it's time, amen, to be that elder. Amen. Hallelujah. We kind of started this thing out talking about that, didn't we? Hallelujah. Have we got any elders in the house tonight? Have we got any grown-ups in the house tonight? Amen. Got any grown-ups in the spiritual grounds? Tonight, amen. Is anybody legally have you got are you the legal age to drink tonight? Huh? Are you the are you have you got license to drive tonight? Well, <laughs> amen. Praise God. I'm talking about spiritually, not necessarily in the physical. Amen. Have you got the right to get drunk tonight? You got a right, amen, to, to know that before I leave this house tonight, I'm going to bless and be a blessing. Amen. Because I came on that with that in mind and in my heart tonight. Amen. To grow, to mature, to increase before I leave even this service tonight by the touch of God and the presence of the Lord. God, we love you tonight. So thankful for this opportunity to bring forth the precious word of God. As you move upon every soul and heart and life that's in this service tonight with your special touch and a special anointing upon each one. We ask you to touch us, help us, God, to bring forth the word in a manner and a way that it can be received and understood. It could have that transforming power and ability, God, to change us. Even on this Wednesday night, giving you the glory, giving you the praise and honor for it in Jesus' name. We pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. God has no doubt been good to us. We thank you for your commitment and dedication and willingness to hang in here with us as we've been going through these 51 verses of the word doctrine. And I know we've deviated to a certain degree. We decided not to go with the third chapter of Titus, but try to move on. 
a man with the scriptures that had the term or the word doctrine in it. And so this was the next two verses that fell in line. A man with this series that we've been talking about for the last several weeks. And um, hopefully it has been a blessing to you, encouraging to you. And hopefully tonight we'll be too. We're going to see from the, the writer of Hebrews... We're not sure who it is. There's a lot of speculations. Most of you people, scholars, and even Bishop Odom believes that Paul is the author of this particular letter. It's not really a letter either. If you do a study on it and looked at it, most of them feels it's more of a sermon than a letter or an epistle. And it was written for this purpose, a man, and in this manner, to be encouraging, to be uplifting. In fact, the latter chapter of this particular epistle, a man, the 13th chapter, it talks about encouragement. A man, in fact, it's Hebrews 13 and 22, and we'll go back to this verse a little later on, no doubt. But here he talks about, that I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation. In other words, bear with it. There was a purpose, a reason for that. They were suffering not only from the hands of the Satan and the enemies and the unbelievers, but they were suffering from the hands of the Romans and from the Jews, from their own. So they was really uh, catching a lot of pressure, a lot of difficulties and, and afflictions. And the affliction, even the term afflictions mentioned throughout the letter at times. And so, you know what, as I look at this and I think of us and look at what we're facing and, and the possibilities that lays ahead of us with our, our government, with their ideas and opinions and some that's sitting in these uh, particular offices and not only there but even out in the rural areas. And if you deal with public much and when you really begin to talk about the Bible, when you begin to talk about uh, salvation, when you begin to talk about the importance of Jesus Christ and who he is and, and and where he stands, it don't take long in that conversation that you're either going to find agreement or disagreement. And to be honest with you, if you're living a life, and thank you, Sister Dana, for a beautiful testimony here tonight, a powerful testimony because this is what we're pursuing. This is what we're reaching to attain. Amen. To be those mature saints of God, adult saints of God. Amen. To have the ability to witness. Amen. It's from another place that Paul and has wrote said you know what the gospel we're not ashamed of the gospel he made that clear wherever he went I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation but to have a true understanding and a revelation of the gospel and the power of that gospel and experience of that gospel. Amen. The fullness of that, that we believe in the foundation. And so, and I'm gonna talk about the foundation. I know I mentioned Sunday morning, and I, I feel that nudging. I felt it today as you you look at these two focus verses as we get to them. Amen. You're gonna see they're they're enlightened us. They're, they're they're that's what they want us to pursue. Amen. It's not just the foundation, but how we would take heed how we build thereupon. And Paul, he didn't lay any other, but he laid the foundation but he said let every man take heed how he builds upon this foundation so it's it's just important to not only have we have are living in a world today in a religious world that uh, has not uh, messed up the foundation but now walls that are built by religious leaders and, and ideas and theologies and opinions amen and they get it out of the same book that you and I are holding here tonight and they believe it is salvation and doctrines and so 
we got the responsibility, and I believe this in the Bible Belt as much as anywhere, amen, to try to persuade people they're lost before you can ever do anything about getting them saved or getting them into an experience of God. They lean upon and depend upon what mamas and daddies and grandmas and grandpas done and traditions and men's traditions. Even though you take the word of God and begin to, to uh, instruct them and guide them through the word itself, not trying to add or take from because we've been warned of that. Amen. We're living in a world today that wants to pressure everybody. Amen. It questioned everybody. Amen. And you know what? You and I need to make up our own minds and hearts if we haven't already. Hallelujah. I'm going to become the adult that God wants me to be. I'm going to become the elder. I'm going to become the pillar. Amen. I don't have to stand behind the pulpit. I don't have to have an, uh, an office name to my name. Amen. To, to desire that or to acquire that. I don't have to hold a position in the church and the local assembly. Amen. But I got a passion to win souls and I got a desire to be a light. And I got a passion to be the salt of the earth. I got a responsibility and a duty to God that saved me. That pulled me out of that miry clay. That, that opened my eyes up to this revelation. That lead, lead me in a mantra religion. That lead, lead me deceived and misled. And I got a responsibility to let everybody else know by my actions and deeds and conduct and walking in this life differently than what everybody else is walking. We're not just called to be Christians. We are Christians. There's a lot of people that claims to be Christians, but you can't tell it. They don't talk like one. They don't look like one. They don't smell like one. Amen. They don't act like one. They show up every once in a while. They're just faithful to their self and faithful to their carnality and the pleasures of this world. But I'm telling you, the pleasure of this world is going to drag a many of people and a many of souls to an eternity lost and undone because they're trying to always pacify their flesh. We're living in a world, you can be seated, we're living in a time that, and I've said this here lately, but the house of God and the time that's been set for that, the responsibility. Of what associates and ties in with it. And, and I see this. I see this now. Even among us. Pentecostals and apostolic people. The, the importance of it. Uh, uh, the priority of it. And, and we don't have more church today. Than what we used to have. We can't say well that's because we're so busy at church. I, you ought to have a right to miss every once in a while. You know. I realize the workforce. Amen. About 13 days they make them take a day off. Next time we're in a revival 13 nights, I make you let us have a night off. You see what I'm saying? Amen. But if you're not careful, if you listen to the world, if you listen to your flesh, hey, my flesh don't like doing this either. I hadn't got some glorified flesh yet. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And the only one that I know that's got an immortal flesh is Jesus Christ. Everybody else, amen, upon this earth is in trouble. And they got to deal with it. And they got to fight with it. Hey, I've heard a term here lately. I'm talking about in probably the last week and a half or two weeks. That, you know, and I'm talking about from different areas. But uh, this term right here. We're not on a cruise ship. We're on a warship. We're not on a cruise ship. We're on a warship. There's a lot of people who wants to be on a cruise ship. Especially when it comes to the house of God. They want us if we're not careful. And I'm not against uh, being social. I'm not against being having good times. I'm not against none of that. Let's have cookies and, and cake and ice cream. And let's have times that we can do those things. 
But when we walk through them glass doors back yonder, hallelujah, we walk in here and it's church time, I believe all the mess needs to be laid down. I need all the playing needs to be laid down. I need, I mean, I believe that we ought to every distraction that we can lay aside. In fact, amen, and I've talked to you this before, when it comes on Wednesday night or church night, whatever the schedule it is, for that week I would replan everything I possibly could that I wouldn't be late to church and that I'd miss church. I'd try to plan everything I could around church instead of planning church around everything that I'm doing I'd plan everything else around church I'd plan everything else around my responsibility to show up at the house of God and it don't matter if I'm just sitting on the back pew and clapping my hands and nobody sees me God sees me and God expects me to show up cause he's gonna show up when I need him he's gonna be there to bless me he's gonna be there to fight my battles he's gonna show up if I'm faithful to him he's gonna be faithful to me Again, I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling you the world we're living in. The times we're living in. And we got to watch it in the apostolic church. Because if we're not careful in the apostolic church, you'll see a time where you won't have midweek services. You'll see a time we don't have two services on Sunday, we'll have one. They'll start having less church and more everything else. But the Bible's taught right the opposite. It taught us that when you see a day approaching... We ought to gather the more often. We ought to be joining together. We ought to be at the house of God when we, hallelujah, when we got, don't have nothing to do. Let's just load up and go to church then. Let's just go up and go to the house of God. There's no telling who else may show up. And there's no telling what happened with two or three gathered together in his name. There ought to be a drawing attraction and a drawing power at the house of God that wants us to come, amen. And I don't... I wouldn't expect none of this, but here we are. Therefore, so as we watch some of this unfolds and it begins to really take place. And, and uh, like I said, nobody really knows who is the actual author of this. And, but for this sixth chapter and these first two verses to be uh, effective, you really got to go back and watch, watch what the writer's doing and what he's trying to get everybody to understand because... Of the affliction because of the burden that there was under the trials. I'd love to tell you tonight that yours is going to get easier, y'all. You know, another week or two, this thing's going to be over with. And everything's going to be sweet, swelling, selling. Bam, we, we ain't going to have no more storms. We're going to have no problems. Hallelujah. We're going to get a new president in a few years. And man, that dude's going to solve all the problems. You better not believe all that junk. You start, you start looking for all that and expecting all that, you'll suck it right into the Antichrist. Hallelujah. It's not going to get better in this world. And I, I'm very positive about that. I'm not negative about it. That's just what the Bible says. And you know what? I'd rather plan, amen, for it to get more hard, amen, and difficult. I need to get it in my mind, heart, and spirit at the kingdom of God's first above everything else. Regardless of what's laid up or stored up or what, regardless of what's coming on. Keeping my walk right with God. Keeping my spirit right. Hallelujah. Purposing in my heart. Hallelujah. In this pulpit, God. Working on my mind. Working on my head. God tell me the day or just this week, yesterday, or day before, come in that hardware store and he's 70-something years old. He tried to tell me, well, it's going to get worse. It's going to de decrease. I said, no, it ain't. I can't afford to lose any of my mind. By the grace and mercy of God, I will hang on every bit of it to the day you want me to leave. Not my mind. Give us ability to preach and teach the word of God with accuracy and correctness. God can do it. It ain't about me. It's about God. 
as well, if it happens, it won't be without a fight. Let me put it that way. You ain't got to listen to all that. You got to make up in your mind, I can't be a soul winner. I can't live this life. I don't have to have the pleasures of the world. I don't have to have the new gadgets. I don't have to have this and I have to have that. No, I've got to have Jesus. I've got to have the kingdom of God. I've got to feel my maker. I've got to speak in them tongues. I've got to pray for somebody and see them recovered. I've got to see a loved one, a friend or a neighbor, possibly my enemy, delivered, set free because I want to be a testimony of God's goodness and grace and mercy. So that's what it is about growing up and not being childlike and childish. And I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. But, uh, but as we watch this in that first chapter, he begins to talk about how there's some dry times, a different time, talked to us by the prophet. But now he's going to talk to us by the son. And he begins to elevate and begins to position Jesus Christ himself. Amen. He puts him above the angels. He puts him, amen, as the high priest. Do you and I understand tonight who's our high priest? I'm glad tonight. And you know, just this week, this conversation came up. And I mentioned to Brother Ford, amen, about some of our own that went. And I don't know what they called themselves. And I'm not being ugly, but they, they keep the Sabbath day. And they practice all the things of that. And they use his name. Not Jesus, but Yahshua and all these other names. Hallelujah. And they don't believe. And, and that talk come along a little bit. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. Thank God those things have been fulfilled. Hallelujah. We don't keep practicing them. Hallelujah. You don't take a pattern of a dress out. Amen. And put the pattern on, honey. No, you take the pattern, use it, and cut out the material, amen, of a dress. And that's what you put on. Hallelujah. You put on Jesus Christ in baptism. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't circumcise yourself. Hallelujah. In the flesh, you circum get your heart circumcised through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't keep new moons and we don't keep Sabbath. Every day's a Sabbath to us. I don't wait, amen, to a Saturday. I don't wait for a Sunday, honey. I have a Sabbath every day. I found a rest in my heart, my life, and my soul that nothing else can buy. How did I get that? Through Jesus Christ, the Lamb, amen, that saves the world as he moved into our lives and put something inside of us. Give us a reason on a Wednesday night to be in love, God. Hey, if you can't get excited about Jesus, excited about the church, you ain't got a right to get excited about nothing else. And I'm telling you, this is the best life there is to live. We can get as drunk as we want to. We can go as high as we want to. The sky's not going to be the limit. The sky's going to be the meeting place. Hallelujah. You're the richest people living on the face of the earth. You got access, amen, to the most greatest powers, amen, to any human being on the face of the earth. And so, with his throne, and on that throne, he has a scepter of righteousness. So he talks about that. He writes about it. And so now I have read this. Even those that believe that Paul was the author of this letter. The reason whoever wrote it didn't want to put their name to it. It's because of where it was going and who it was going to. These Jews. that was under the persecution of the Romans and the Jews. And they knew that it would become year of being accepted and received. Paul, they're saying that Paul was the one. That's the reason he didn't put his name with it. 
Amen. Because he wanted to be accepted. He wanted to be received. He didn't want them. Amen. Because if you go to the book of Acts, you see how often they rose up against him. Throwing him out of the temple. Tried their best to kill him. One thing after another. And so we're seeing here. Amen. Because Paul is the very one. He says, I was weak as I could be with the weak. I was doing one from one extreme to the other. That I might save some. He went to whatever limits. Not them out them under the law of Christ. Amen. The instructions of the word of God. Amen. But you know what? He wasn't a smart aleck. He wasn't cocky. Amen. But the love of God with kindness and long suffering and gentleness. He worked with humanity. Hallelujah. When they wanted to stone him, he didn't pick up stones. They, they stoned him. And they drug him out to the city. And they thought he was dead. But all of a sudden he comes out of them stones. Comes walking back into that city. Hallelujah. How are you going to destroy an enemy like that? How are you going to rise up against a man like that? Hallelujah. You're not going to do it. It's a testimony and witness of the resurrecting power of God. And the God that he was serving. The God that he rose up against him. And so as he writes about this Jesus now. And he begins to enlighten us and help us to understand. Watch this second verse. Hallelujah. Because here's, here's something that's important. Here's something that you and I got to get to a place. We can't let it slip. You can't afford to let these doctrines slip. You can't let them slip out of your heart. You can't get an attitude and say, well, it really don't matter. I beg the difference with you. Your soul's in the balance. Your eternity's in the balance. The doctrines of Jesus Christ is not just any man's doctrine. This is the doctrine that we're going to be judged by. This is the doctrine that's going to get us out of here. This is the doctrine that's going to keep us established and grounded and walking this straight and narrow pathway. So when he starts that second verse, therefore we ought to give. Amen. The most earnest seeds to those things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let, any time that we should let them slip. This is not a time to let it slip. This is a time to get a hold of it. And let it get a hold of you and get it get a hold of me. Amen. From the inside out. Hallelujah. Get a hold of our spirits and hold up our minds. Every day we get up. Hallelujah. I'm a testimony of God's goodness. I'm a testimony of God's favor. Hallelujah. And I've got the responsibility to be a light to somebody. It may take a process. But God, if you'll help me, I'm going to do a little planting today. I'm going to do a little watering today. I'm going to sow the good seed. I'm not going to pick the soil. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they're acting like. Hallelujah. I'm God, if you'll help me, I want to be a soul winner. I want to be a light barrier. Amen. I want to have the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Have the, have the, be able to read the light of the Holy Ghost. When he said, when that green light comes, don't go. Amen. When that red light comes on stop. Amen. When that yeah, yeah, like caution, man. Clear the way. <laughs> Just oh, get out of the way for a minute. Let's see what's going to happen. In other words, that's what God, praise God. But, but he says, for if the word spoken by angels would steadfast, listen to what he says, and every transgression and disobedient received a just recompense of reward, a payday. <laughs> How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard him. Man, I'm ready to see some confirming powers. Amen. To be released in our services, in our lives. Amen. That a move of God. And I'm not just praying about miracles. Hey, I'm talking about some miracles that works on the inside. I believe we need some miracles that works on the inside before we can see some of these physical miracles. We need some miracles in our spirit. Some miracles in our minds, some miracles in our heart. Amen. Because of the world, the time that we're living in. Also, God bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. 
For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man? This is David. I won't read all that. But what is man? Did God, that you would visit him? If you go back and look at it, it was a time that Nathan came to him. It was a time that he had got messed up with Bathsheba. And here he is. He's coming. He said, that you would you'd show you me that mercy and compassion. Because by the law, I ought to die. I ought to be stoned. I ought to be dead. But the true mercies of David. I thank God for his mercy. Thank God for the mercy of our, our Lord Jesus Christ. This son of David that's going to come. Amen. Sin has done its best. And luring and, and trying to destroy. And the, the the Philistines and the Amalekites and others try to rise up and judge at the end of his life try to rob and try to steal but you know what God wouldn't allow it God would always step in honey I'm going to tell you something when you sell yourself out to God and to the truth of God I don't care where you're at tonight if you'll stay faithful to God God's going to see you through God's going to answer your prayers but you've got to commit yourself you've got to get yourself established you've got to get yourself grounded you've got to get over this this and that I saying you like that way but as you're watching this says it makes its way to that sixth chapter we can't always act like a child about everything. A little whiny or a little kid about it. And that's what he's going to tell us here. And I'm going to try to push to get there because if I don't, I don't know my time is going to. So he goes on. He talks about the crown of glory and honor. But we see, we, we see Jesus who made a little lower than the angels. For what? For the suffering of death to crown with glory and honor. Now he of the grace of God. That crown going up on a man. I mean, even the angelic hosts look and beholding, and they would love to look into it and, and have an understanding of this redeeming and atoning powers of God that's worked upon our lives, that God that's worked upon our spirit, that's brought us out, amen, of this world and out of the powers and the influence of it. Hallelujah, we're not a people that's full of envy and hatred and bitterness and, and strive. No, not us, baby. Jealousy and things of those natures don't, don't take up residence in us. They may visit us, and they may try to attach themselves, but you and I got the responsibility to pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, you're not hitchhiking with me. Hallelujah, you're not getting hold of my mind. You're not getting hold of my spirit. I'm bigger than that by the mercy of God. Hallelujah, Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can live this life. I can be victorious. I don't have to let this bad deal make, amen, give me a bad attitude. Don't have to let those fiery darts, amen, affect me and make me say things and do things that I don't have any business doing. No, I got a shield up and the shield of faith to quench every dart. Not one, not two, but I've said every fiery dart that comes our way, it'll quench every one of them. So as he goes on from that, and he talks about and it leads to the priesthood and the high priesthood, and who's going to hold that office and, and the tabernacle and the pattern is set up. Hallelujah, that's alive and well. Amen. We don't need to forget that. Where's Jesus at tonight? He's looking. Sitting upon the circle of this up, but he's looking. He's watching in this service tonight. He's watching your behavior. He's watching your response. He's watching. He's, he's just seeing how excited you are about what you're hearing tonight. He's seeing how excited you are about that his hand is upon you. That his name is being called over you. That his blood, amen, is available to wash us. That the powers of his grace and mercy and favor would go with us, amen. Not just here on Wednesday night, but when we go out the highways and the byways. This is the only God that can send you out the highways and the byways and promise you your way back in. Victorious and overcoming. And so the world over coming you. You can overcome the world. Hallelujah. You're made overcomers. Hallelujah. By the word of God and by the word of your testimony. And we don't have nothing to be ashamed about. Sister Dad, of that testimony it was right. We don't have anything to be ashamed about. Anybody ought to hold their heads up. It's not with pride. 
not of our own. Because it wasn't any righteous deed or thing we'd done to tame this. But it was the grace and the mercies of God. And the revelations and the understanding. And man, I'm praying for more of them. Praying for revelation of the times we're in, the hours we're in, the battles that we're in, the struggles that we're in, some struggles that some of these families are in. I'm praying God give us some revelation, give us some insight where the devil's got that toehold, where he's got that captivity at. And God help us now. I know of some, and I'm being very careful. I don't just, I could, but I won't. Hallelujah. I don't even tell my wife. She don't even know it. Hallelujah. But, uh, but I'm telling you, but God knows what he's doing. And God can help us if we'll let him. But I'll tell you something, you and I, we got to die out to this world. You can't love the world. You can't love your flesh. You can't, pe- you can't petty yourself. <laughs> what do we tell these babies sometimes when they don't get it their way? Well, I'm, I'm going to move on. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute because evil hearts of unbelief and he talks about that and how that cost them and we can't have evil hearts of unbelief and then he goes and talks about the fourth chapter and uh, I, I'm getting there quickly I, I, I'm not going to be much longer I don't believe but, uh, but, uh, but as we watch this and begin to really unfold and begin to take place and, and see what God does and we're going to bypass I'm going to bypass Psalm 70, 95 I'm sorry folks uh, good men back there but here we are Amen. I'm going to go to that fourth one because it's 8, 12. And I want to spend a little time here. Because you know why? If you go back now. Let's, let's, let's do this. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. That leaving didn't mean leaving the foundation like forsaking the foundation. That's not what he's talking about. Foundation's got to be anchored and settled and established and laid. But you can't just constantly. What I don't know what my wife would have thought about me. If it, but if we were still working on the foundation of our house. 15 years of working on the foundation. Well, I don't like this. Let's take that jackhammer and just dig it. And that's what man's done. Hey, man, let's just dig it up. Hey, man, but there's only one chief cornerstone. You can't move that chief cornerstone. And what he laid down for foundation, nobody can move it. Nobody can change it. I don't care who they are and where they're coming from. This book's right with that foundation. You've got to get on that foundation. But here's the deal. You can't always just work on the foundation and working on, amen, getting over our dead works. God's sick and tired of us repenting over our dead works. I like the boss sometimes. I mean, he walks in one day and he's done talked to you a few times. And man, you really ain't proved any. And you're still over there. And I said, you know, you're over, over texting. <laughs> over on the phone. And, uh, one of these days he's going to walk in there and say, hey, get your stuff and go to the house. I'll just tell you like it is. Amen. Amen. So, so even with God here. You can't. You just can't keep on, amen. Just with just just with this, amen. With the, with the foundation like that, you got to get it made up in your mind, and you got to get it made up in your heart, amen. That I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to press on from that. Now I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do this tonight. I'm going to give you the version of the Amplified on this Hebrews six and one. I therefore left us. Let us go on and get past the elementary stage. 
Boy, Dakota, I wonder what we think of you if you're still in the first grade. <laughs> you're a senior, done got your job welding, and won the state and all this. But what would we think of you tonight if you're still in the first grade? And we're still trying to persuade you that two plus two is four. Well, that's the way God feels about the house of God and about his children of the house of God. That's the reason we bring them to Sunday school. That's the reason we send them through processes. Maybe we ought to have port cards. Maybe we ought to have tests. Maybe we ought to start doing some of the system that the school system does. And amen. Until you can pass the test. Amen. And answer the questions, you don't get to go to the next class. Uh, some of them teachers say, well, hey, some of them, I'm going to make sure they learn it quick. And we're going to get them out early. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to get this knucklehead out of him. Praise God. I'm going to work on you day and night, brother. Hell, I'm going to put a three-day fast, man. We're going to get you out. Praise God. I'm glad some of y'all smiles. Some of the others, I don't know what you're doing. God bless your heart. Life's, life's a lot better than that, baby. I tell you right now, life's a lot, lot better than that. What's waiting on us is a lot better. I tell you, that's what I'm talking about. You got to conquer that. You got to get that under your feet. Hallelujah. You're a special child. Amen. You're the apple of the cream. Man, you're the cream of the crop. Anybody's got the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you ain't got two nickels to rub together. I don't care if you had to walk in this house. I don't care if you had to crawl in this house. I don't care if you drove up in a $500,000 car, honey. That ain't what made you, baby. Hallelujah. God's what makes you. The Holy Ghost is what makes us. Building our lives on the foundation of the word of God is what makes us. It's what's going to keep us. That puts something in the side of us the world can't take it out. If the devil can't figure me, take it out. God didn't put it in there. You hear me? God didn't put it in there. You just put on a front. You just put on a show. But it's not real. But we're not a bunch of actors. Man, we're not on some, some, some program where we're just doing a lot of acting. No, man, this thing's real. Huh. And it's powerful and it's beautiful. So you watch this. Uh, therefore, let us go on and get past the element, elementary stage into the teachings and doctrines of Christ, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity. Being ugly here. Lord help us. <laughs> Everything in Pentecost and even in Apostolics is not as anointed as you think it is. And everything ain't from God like everybody thinks either. Even from among us. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I, I want to be the real deal. How about you? I may not be nothing but a bump on the side of the road. But man, when they get there, man, I want to. Well, that bump was real. I wasn't a put on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't have to be a big shot in nobody's eyes. And neither do you. But we want to be what God wants us to be. And you know what? This world, it needs people that's real. It needs people that's got their minds made up. I'm not going to stay at this elementary level in my spiritual realm, in my spiritual walk with God. I'm going to mature. And I'm going to grow up. And I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. I'm going to put on Ephesians the sixth chapter. And I'm going to get in the fight. And I'm going to get in the battle. You don't send elementary students, amen, to, to fight the battles. No, 
They got a process. They got to go of completeness. Amen. Let us not again be laying the foundation of repentance and abandonment of dead works. Hallelujah. In parentheses, amen, it said this. Dead formalism. Anybody ever was raised in a dead church? I ain't being ugly, but I'm going to tell you like it is. You know why the Methodist church is in the mess they're in? Because they didn't have nothing to give them any life. They was dead as they could be. If that offends you, well, it's still the truth. If you don't believe it, go join them. You'll find out. It's dead. Now, they're trying. There's some of them trying to come out. But they got to get their minds made up. Number one, they got to get the shackles off the pulpit. Amen. They got to get a real man of God in there. They got to ask him, hey, you know what? What they need to do is start reading the book of Acts. They need to see how often, amen, what happened in the book of Acts. If you want to know something about the church, read the book of Acts. Don't read Romans. Don't read all the epistles that's already written to people that's already experienced God and experienced Pentecost. If you want to know something about the church, read the book of Acts. If you want to know how to be saved, go to the book of Acts. If you want to, amen, to walk in the spirit mature, amen, learn the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Commit your ways and submit your ways to what they're taught in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Because it's the actions that we take a man. We can say one thing but I'm telling you they don't mean nothing. It's our actions. Amen. It's going to make the difference in the world. We can sit at home and always wish that we want to do better. We can always wish. I wish God would show up. Not wish No, you can put on your arm and put on your, your walking shoes and say, you know what? I'm going to get out of here and do something. That God will help me. I, I wasn't going to say nothing about this. Y'all, y'all remember the other night when I said something to y'all? You remember what I said? Didn't I tell you they're going to come to your doorsteps? Just like that little fawn? <laughs> and you're going to show them compassion? Just like you did that little fawn? There's no telling who else is going to come to them doorsteps. And God knows how to lead them there. And God knows how to take little babies. Amen. And through compassion and kindness and gentleness. Hallelujah. She don't really have a clue. But you know what? That's the way God works. That's the way God. That's how God can use her. Hallelujah. Because she don't know all the so-called political answers in Pentecost. All the political answers in Pentecost. Hallelujah. We got to get over some of these political answers in Pentecost, honey. We got to get back into the river of life. We got to let the Holy Ghost quicken us. We got to let the Holy Ghost inspire us. We got to let the Holy Ghost fly without shame. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm one of them apostolics. I'm one of them tongue talkers. I'm one of them that believe it. Amen. Believe it rolling down that floor. Amen. We believe in the old fashioned moves of God. Since we're going to go back to being old fashioned. What if we go back to calling them out? What if we start correcting them? Before all, that all may realize, hey, you don't want to do that. Paul, it's in the book. Still in the book. Well, well preacher, you're stepping out of line there. If the man's still in the book, honey, he's in the line. You're the one out of line. You're the one on the outside trying to pull the church out there. No, honey, we better get inside the boundaries. We've got to make it, honey. There's a boundary line that we've got to stay inside. And that's written in the framework of the word of God. Praise God. i got to move on here. Proverbs 4 and 18 now. I'm going to finish up with this right here. i got about eight minutes, so i got a little time here. Proverbs 4 and 18. Y'all know where I'm at? 
Sorry. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Honey, we, we, when you get on this path, it's straight, it's narrow. But you watch some scriptures here. Amen. You watch some scriptures. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. Well, if I just got up here preaching, yeah, I'm going to pull a little old neck. God bless you, little heart. No, yeah, no, no, no. What would y'all think of me? Now, I'm not, I'm not belittling if you're in a trial. Don't get me wrong. Tears is a language. Hey, what I'm talking about. But you got to watch that devil. you got to watch the spirit of man. It'll back you up in the corners and tell you nobody's going through what I'm going through. Nobody had to deal with what I got to deal with. That's what happened to Elijah. And he thought nobody else amen, was serving God. And he just wanted to die. He just wanted to fall off the earth. And God gave him a visit and said, hey, buddy, let me tell you something. There's thousands, thousands, amen, and bowed. There's 7,000 still living for God. There's 7,000 fighting the battles and doing the thing you're doing. Don't go really well-doing. You just stay with it. Amen. If God, Now, I, I can't answer everybody's. All right? Sometimes we're thrown into courses. It's not of our doing. Somebody else caused it. And by association, we're pulled into it. That's like getting in the wrong automobile with the wrong bunch of jerks. They decided to go down to the bank and rob it and don't tell you nothing about it. So they done walked in there, come running out, pulling masks off their face and jumping in the car and amen and driving off. When the law pulls them up, pulls them over, what's going to happen? Sometimes that happens, amen, by association. But here's the deal. God knows it. God saw it. And if you'll just stay faithful to God, God, whenever he gets time, whenever he gets ready, amen, the time is right for his glory. He can reach in there and pull you out in one day. In one day. Amen. In one day, this God can pick us up. Amen. If you stay on the foundation and make up in your mind, I'm not going to forsake the foundation. I'm not going to look for an easier church. I'm not going to look for a church, amen, that don't preach these doctrines. I'm not going to look for a church, amen, that don't demand so much. I'm going to look for a church, amen, that don't have no requirements. I'm going to look for me just a driver. You know what? I'd just go home and I wouldn't go to no church. I'd spend all my time money. I'd get me a lazy boy. I'd get me a big screen. I'd love it up and suck it up all I could. Hallelujah. If you're going to hell, you might as well go first class. Enjoy all the flesh. Enjoy all the... Hey, quit striding the fence, honey. Crucify that flesh. Crucify that carnality. It ain't worth the battle. It ain't worth the fight. Best thing to do is sell out to God. I've got on a foundation, but I'm fixing to grow up on this foundation. I'm not getting off the foundation. I'm not getting out of the church. No, I'm going to grow up in the church. Man, I've never heard so much here. Can I say this? It blows my mind how many 20-year-olds, men, they call themselves men, stand at mama's house, don't work, don't go to school. You can ask them to do the clothes. I don't know why I'm on this, but... Best thing you ought to do, if you can... Body slam that dude. 
body slam and say, hey, doc, you get up and have them clothes folded, this, this thing swept and done up, or out. It's your decision, baby. Hello, you're not going to sit up here and eat our food, amen, and mess up our dishes and mess up your clothes and expect us to work all day and come home and wait on you. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm glad tonight that I ain't had to change. I'd have to change Tristan's diapers before he got here. I'd have to change him and tape's diaper. I got him a bottle before he got here tonight. Hallelujah. No, sir. That's the same way spiritual. Hey, I'm telling you, God shouldn't have to put them. I wish I had a pacifier right now. I'd put it right in my mouth. That's right. Time trying to pacify me. Me and you got to realize you're not going to satisfy your flesh. If you do this, it's going to want that. If you do that, it's going to want that. If you do that and do this and do that, then it's going to want something else. That's the way compromising works. If I get the beans, I want the melons. If I get the melons, I want the onions. Amen. If I can get your prayer life, I want your joy life. If I can get your joy life, I want your time. If I can get your time, amen, you'll be doing everything except church. And first news you know, you're going to, you're going to look around and you're going to be half grown and a miserable wreck. You're going to be half grown and a miserable wreck. Hallelujah. What am I doing here? How in the world did I get here? Because we refuse to grow up on the foundation. Because we refuse to grow up in spiritually. Because we refuse to pay the price. Amen. And lay the weights aside and repent of our sins. And say, I'd rather live for God and die for God than live for myself and live for the world. That's what we got to do. We grow up and mature into this. So you're watching. When I was a child... I speak as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I put away childish ways. You ever heard of the kids' feelings? I'm going to tell on one of my grandsons. First day of deer season. Or first day that he got to come. Cohen wanted to come, but... He's kind of small and he thought the weather was going to be bad enough. And he said, man, he said, when I left that house, he said he was sitting up in that bed. He said, I'd done everything I could, tried to get him to say something. He wouldn't say nothing to me. He said he was sitting there pouting and doing. Well, guess who showed up the next day? <laughs> Hallelujah. Grinning from here to here, son. He come out of that truck. Man, he was ready to go deer hunting. Hallelujah. Yeah, at daybreak. Hallelujah. He get up out of that bed. Hallelujah. But do you know what I'm trying to tell you? Sometimes we got to get over our childish ways. Just because I don't get it my way. And I don't get it my color. And I don't get it my style. I'm still in. Going to stay on the foundation. And I'm going to do everything I can for the local assembly that I'm a part of. To whatever decision they decided. We're going to make it successful. In fact, I'm going to work harder than the one that come up with the idea. Hallelujah, because I'm in this thing and I'm not a baby. Hallelujah, I'm not a whiny. Hallelujah, just because somebody don't like this or if I don't like this, don't mean nothing, honey. All it means, amen, we come to glorify the head. We come to edify the body. I'm going to join up. I'm going to hook up. I'm going to bind up by the mercy and grace of God and become the adult that God wants me to be. You got to make it up in your mind, your heart. I'm going to lay aside childish things. Amen. Philippians 3 and 12 says, that is the way I had already attained. Either we're already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for that, for which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brother Ford's been talking about this. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it. But this one thing I do, 
forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. There's nothing that ever happens to any of us that's worth backsliding over. I don't care how bad of a deal you got. I don't care how, what all they say. I don't care. I'm telling you, it is not worth going to hell over. It's not worth losing your fellowship and relationship with God. God will work it out. Vengeance is God. And Daddy always works it out. In the body and outside the body. But God will take care of it. Oh, that's worth saying again. That's worth saying again. My daddy will take care of it inside the body and outside the body. My daddy will take care of it in the church and outside the church. Vengeance is his. And he'll take care of it. I'll just pray and let God have it. Keep my smart mouth shut. Don't start with railing and railing and song for song. Let God work it out. Hallelujah for his glory, for his purpose. Hallelujah. Guess who's going to be, guess who's going to be on top of the world? Oh, yeah. Now watch this. 14th verse. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, now, that perfect actually means complete, made whole in Christ Jesus. Amen. Be thus minded, and if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. In other words, you know, if somebody's got a different attitude of mind, God will make it clear unto them. If you're doing what's right, you're doing what's in that book, just hold on. You ain't got to scream and holler. and You ain't got to make a big deal about it. God knows how to work this thing out. God knows how to, how to bring it about and bring truth about and bring his will about. Hey, whose will are we praying in this house anyway? Whose will do we want at the first season name Church of Bendale? Whose kingdom do we want to be activated at the first season name of Bendale? Whose power and glory and presence that we want here on every Wednesday night, every Sunday and Sunday and Fridays or any other time that we gather up here? Who we want our neighbors and friends and those that come and hallelujah to feel the love of God, the peace of God, the power of God. Hallelujah. That's the reason you and I got to get it made up. I'm pressing toward a mark. The high calling of Christ Jesus. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to attain eternal life. I'm going to experience a glorified body. I want to know what it's like to live when there's no devil. Praise God. Oh my. I won't go to these others. I will mention this one. Matthew 7 25. Jesus teaching about the wise and the foolish. And watch this. In, in Matthew 7, 25, it says, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not. Why? For it was found upon a rock. I'm not going to get a bad attitude. I'm not going to get a bad spirit. We can. We all can. We've been there. We've all had to wrestle with it. Come on. Let's be honest. Let's be truthful. Because <laughs> the winds are going to blow. The rains are going to descend. The storms are going to come. 
In fact, another place I read today, offenses are going to come. There's no way to avoid them. There's no way of getting around them. They're going to come. The question is, is how am I going to respond to them and how, what I'm going to, how I'm going to let them affect me. I'm not getting off the foundation. <laughs> That's the reason it's important that we're going to start on just in a little while maybe with the help of God. Start build, talk, talking about the walls we built upon this foundation. Because the walls, amen, will determine amen, the elements that will help us against the elements of the storms of life. It's the house that I'm in. It's what I built upon this foundation. But if I didn't put no effort and put no energy in praying and exercising that that I should have been exercising, amen, by the word of God and by prayer, hallelujah, I don't stand a chance against the devil. I don't stand a stance against the enemy. But if I start exercising that that God has gave me and built upon this house, amen, some days you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to have a sword in one hand and a hammer in the other. And one minute you're going to be fighting devils and the next minute you're going to be putting somebody else back together. As the children of God, as the vessels of God, amen. 1 Timothy 6 and 19 says this. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. What you're laying up on this foundation? Can I say this? You depending on everybody else to come early and pray and get the glory down before you get here? You depending on everybody else to be the one walking in the spirit? You depending on everybody else to pay the bills? And you depend on ever? I don't want to step off you. I've never been a fan. If I went to work for somebody, you know, I'm not going to stand back there and prop up somewhere and talk and talk. You know, man, just goofing off, talking ever. Man, man, look at that. Man, they're so sorry. They're so lately. They're taking them forever. i tell you something I really don't like. It's when everybody don't have a clue what to do. And finally you start deciding. And everybody else wants to jump in. Now, I mean, y'all should have stepped up 10 minutes ago. An hour ago. <laughs> I'm going to be good. I ain't going to say. God's for us. God's for us. You hear me? It's easy. Look, I'm going to tell you something. It's easy to criticize. It's easy after it's all said and done. Well, you should have done this and you should have done that. And, you, and I, I, here's what I want to say. Well, you ought to have been here. And you ought to have been involved when that was going on. You shouldn't have been at the house propped up drinking your sodies. <laughs> I'll tell you something else I don't care for. Boy, I'm holding it tight. <laughs> I don't like people, amen, that didn't come to the prayer room, walked in five minutes after seven, and wonder why church hadn't started. Well, because you ain't got here. Man, I... Y'all can dock my pay, I guess. I don't know. Do what you want to. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, it's time to get on board. It's time to grow up. I don't want to be a sissy and a whip and a pushover. Amen. I'm on the right foundation. I know Jesus Christ, the power of his love, the power of his mercy. God loves me. God loves you. We may make mistakes. We may fall down. We may even fall off the foundation sometimes. But I'm going to crawl back on this foundation. And I'm going to repent and do what God wants me to do. And by the help of God, by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God, we want to do the work that God wants us to do. 
Lord bless you tonight. Let's just stand. God bless you tonight. I know my time's up. and uh, I did cover about half the scriptures here tonight, but uh, that's okay. God loves us here tonight. God loves us here tonight. Amen. He loves us here tonight. And when you look at those scriptures, I want you to look at something, though. For and I know I got you standing now, but then I'll do it quickly. Watch this. <laughs> that second verse. The doctrines, Hebrews 6 and 2. Of the doctrines of baptism. Notice that's plural. Water and spirit. Get that settled in your heart, mind, and spirit. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name and water and grace. And you've got to be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Okay? If you've got any doubts of that, if you can write real fast. You can go to Acts 6 and 6, Acts 8 and 14 through 18, Acts 13 and 3, and Acts 19 and 16. And they'll prove it time and time and time again. I don't know how many scriptures it's going to take to persuade you. It ought not take but one. Hallelujah. But if it takes a half a dozen, I just gave them to you. Amen. That you've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. Get that settled. Laying on of hands. And that's the scriptures I just gave you. I'm sorry. Laying of hands. How many of you, the laying on of hands, did you know we kind of let that slip away from us? It happened in the book of Acts. There was, there was two major things that would happen laying on of hands. Them receiving the Holy Ghost. And then Paul and Silas had hands laid on them by the elders before they were sent out on a mission to have the power and the anointing of God with them. Because of the warfare and the resistance and the battles that they was going to face. They needed the power and the backing of, that, of the Jerusalem church and the elders. Amen. To back them up. To see the power of God and the love of God. That's what you and I got to do. Joining together. Binding together. Uniting together. Praying for one another. Anointing one another. Hey, I'm praying God makes everybody. Amen. Successful. I'm praying God anoints and blesses and gives you the desires of your heart. That are wholesome and upright and pleasing to God. Pour them on. Now, if it's not. Hey, I'm big enough to pray amen as your pastor God don't give it to them they can't handle it it's going to cause them to shipwreck it's going to cause them don't give it to them don't honor it don't bless it but God if you're in it it's your will I'm for it 110% goes on he talks about laying of hands then a resurrection of the dead man I'd love to go Isaiah 26 and 19 Ezekiel 37 1 through 14 and Daniel 12 and 2 but we won't see these are doctrines amen it's forever settled we're not questioning and then the last one was eternal judgment when you go to Ecclesiastes 12 and 14 Matthew 25 and 31 and then you even the sheep and goats is divided there so there's just multitudes of scripture that backs all this up now it's doctrines that you and I on this foundation, these need to be settled things. Now, if you finish up that chapter, what it starts going into, it talks about the rain coming to the earth and producing. Amen. And that's the spirit of God. And if you, you if individual, amen, begins to, to blaspheme and turns against this foundation and says there's nothing to it, amen, there's no other place to go, no other place. You've got to come back to the same foundation. You've got to come back to the same principles. Shame on individuals that leaves the house of truth and tries to find another lodging place and try to find salvation in God in a place that's not on the right foundation. Okay. Praise God. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. We really, really do. I promise you we really do. Love you tonight and appreciate you so much. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can I, can I address one more verse? I'm sorry. Hey, listen right here. Uh, and there's a reason for this. We're living in a world today, and even the world out there of, of, 
individuals come by the hardware store and things. I, I, can, I can pick it up pretty easy and tell. Amen. They're so disgruntled with the world and things that's happened. Don't feel like God's sweeping things right and things of this nature. Things that's unfolding and happening. But I want you to listen to Hebrews 2 and 8. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that, and he's talking about Jesus Christ. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. Period. Okay. But watch the remainder of this verse. But now we see not yet all things put under him. That hour's coming. That day's coming. But not yet. So now you and I have got to deal with the devil. We got to deal with the world. We got to deal with individuals. We got to deal with life. And everything's not going to go the way we would like it to go. That doesn't make Jesus Christ any less. That doesn't make his promises any less. That doesn't mean that we're not going to survive. That doesn't mean that we can't take on the challenges. That doesn't mean that we can't become the mature saints of God. And the pillars that God desires us to be in this community. And the soul winners that God wants us to be. That we can be a testimony to the drug addicts and the alcoholics. And all that's going on around us. I'm telling you there's coming a day. I, I got what I tell them. You're looking for the millennium. That's what you're looking for. When the devil's going to be bound. When nobody can sin. But we're not there yet. Huh. Man, I'm telling you, people will pressure you. I had one pressure me yesterday. An older guy tried to pressure me not to charge him taxes. said, hey, I'll just give you $100. He said, no, you want not. I said, yeah, me. Uh, he said, nobody wants between. I said, you ain't the man I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Biden either. But I am worried about Jesus Christ. So it's $104.46, if I remember right. Peter Grumman brought out, I'd let him do it. I'd pay the $4 something, but somebody's going to pay it. He paid it. He didn't say nothing about it. He lied and went out. I'm telling you, we are living in a world that just wants everything. It. Don't you just love it when them babies get sitting up on the counter there? Position. Can you bring me something to drink? Can you bring me something to eat? Can you bring? I remember telling some parents at this house, you keep waiting on them like that, you're going to sure make it hard for their spouse. I'm just telling the truth. You wait on them hand and foot, they get everything they want. You paper with them every time they want to do something, go somewhere that they didn't have no business going. Guess what? They're going to husband or wife. And they, when they start cracking down a little bit, they're going to start coming on home. It's one thing if both of them come, it's different than just one of them come. I'm through, y'all. I'm through. I promise you I'm through. God have mercy. We love you tonight. We really do. God's helping us. You know what? We're growing up. We're maturing. We got to face this world, folks. You, we got to face the spirits of this world. And we, can't let them, we can't let them drift into this church. Okay? Let's put up the fight. God's with us. God's blessing us. Amen. God's, God's helping us. Let's let him do it. What a testimony. What, what a touch of God. God's word is true. Love you tonight. I know it's Wednesday night. Love you. Appreciate you. Amen. Don't forget, Brother Sanford's going to be with us Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. This has been playing for quite some time. So anyway, I don't announce ahead of time because you never know where the evangelist when the revival breaks out and they don't get to come. Anyway, so anyway, that's the plan. So we'll see you Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night of next week. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements?
If not, God bless you. Love to appreciate you.